mercy prevails over my wrath. Welcome back to Squawking Dead. Over the course of two plus seasons, we've sat through the torture porn that is The Walking Dead. We've gone through all the lows and even lower lows, and just when we thought we could feel no lower, we found a lower than low level that would rival Milton. The payoff along the way is that we've reached moments where we find ourselves sympathizing with the devil and learn that all angels can fall, repeatedly. And some will continue to fall well into season 9, while others sprout wings and glide on over to fear the walking dead, choosing neither hither nor thither. And even though it uses it on the surface, what really gets me about this show has always been its ability to transcend the trope of good guy versus bad guy and show us that God and the devil is inside us all. And that when we're brought into a world where all our limits are tested, we find out who we really are eventually. And mostly, what I've learned is that we're really all the same. Some of us hide behind our ethos to protect us from having to get our hands dirty and take responsibility for our own lives and safety. Others fake it until they make it, in whatever way possible. And not just for themselves, but for the people they love. The best of us, though, deal with the world as it is. They struggle the most and behoove themselves to come to terms with their actions while taking responsibility for others. And when you're living in a world with no real rules, with people who mimic the very chaos that comes for us all, that is no small feat. At the end of the day, these people will inherit the world, because they beat it on its unreasonable terms. I try not to kid myself into thinking I'm that kind of person. But I'd like to think so, then maybe I'll fake it for as long as the world allows me to. But there's no one in this world I'd rather share my journey with than my enabler-in-chief, the author of my authoritarian cookbook that runs my entire life, but the guiding light that reminds me that this world is ours, Carol. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good impression. Yeah. Rick. I could do better, but... Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. You, you can't reach, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can't reach. You don't want to overreach. Yeah. You see what Gosh. happens on the show when that happens. <laughs> yes, you do see what happens on the show when that happens. Man, you know, I, I I think it was a good episode. I will say, though, that I was going into it with maybe a little higher expectations. There were things that didn't happen that I was hoping would happen that were a little bit of a letdown. When it was over, it was, I was sitting there sort of like, it's over, it's all over. So I, it, it felt a tad bit anticlimactic for well, me. Was it more anticlimactic or was it just kind of like... It might have been abrupt. Like maybe racing just, to the dawn, that sort of thing. I, I think maybe that's what it was. I just felt it was a little abrupt. And it could be just because there was just so much that they were trying to shoehorn in. And then we were going into fear. So it just felt like, okay, now it's over. Now we're going to start fear. And it was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so that was a little jarring. Like, okay, we're done. I was hoping to get some sort of post-credit teaser or something. Oh, right. Um, right. You like know? a flash forward. Even Yeah, we were talking about that. Like just a flash something. forward to tied us over right well because they've done that before like in the past they've done that occasionally where you know they'll have a scene after the credits little kind of teaser just to kind of hold you over until the next season so i was sort of hoping that would happen and then when it didn't it was like well okay all right (laughs) 
Well, they did sort of give it the, give us that at the end, but uh, a little bit, yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm not gonna say they use it too much, mm-hmm. but it's easy to fall into that trap where you you kind of give them yeah. a taste of the next season. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of a good way of doing that without doing that exactly. Okay. Sure. Well, oh, what's gonna happen the next couple of years? And maybe maybe what we'll see when we come back for season nine is is we are where we are as a res- you know what happens as a result of that last mm-hmm. conversation right right maybe, maybe maybe we either see them on the day of or and we nobody knows what we're talking about just yet maybe they do if they've watched <laughs> it but yeah i would hope if you're listening you watched it yeah that would be my hope yeah, yeah. kind of but we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> i think we'll get to that because it's kind of like a payoff. We'll, we'll give you the payoff at the end. Exactly. <laughs> you can't get the there payoff at the beginning. You don't stay for the uh, the cuddling. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the cuddling. <laughs> the hand-holding. It sounds like the quickening, but it's the cuddling. There you go. <laughs> hand-holding. <laughs> How do you cuddle? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just equating it to hand-holding. Yeah, hand-holding through the episode. Cuddling, I don't know. I don't know about cuddling. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're more of a stages person. I just more jump around. <laughs> Yeah, you're just, clearly. First it's hand-holding, then there's hugging. Right, it's like there's stages. Right, step cuddling by comes step. after. Yeah, hugging comes first, cuddling comes after, right? There you go. I never really know. No, you just <laughs> jump around. Sometimes I jump to the cuddling, and I, yeah, well, I deal with the bullshit, right? You just go straight for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rick speaks to Sadiq. He's finally wanting to know a little bit more about what happened. I feel like he's been kind of avoiding speaking to Sadiq just because it's a reminder, obviously, of what happened with Carl. And not that he holds him responsible, but I think he kind of sort of did. You know, there there is that blame by association. They just basically talk about Carl and why he, he did what he did and honoring people's thoughts and wishes. And, you know, it all comes full circle. I thought it was a fine scene. Just kind of further reinforced Carl's wishes, basically. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of amazing how whenever we hear somebody dies or a friend loses a brother or a, right. or a mother or a father, I think a lot of us kind of always want to know, and especially if it's somebody really close, we, uh-huh. we want to know who the last person was with them. You know, yeah. what, what, what were they thinking? What were they what saying? Were they thinking? What, what were his last they words, right? Right. Yep, definitely. And I think that's part of that. I, and I, I think what makes that more important for Rick is mm-hmm. what was going through his head at the time. And how does that tie into what he left me, What the note that he left mm-hmm. me? And what he, Carl did for Sadiq and for his mother by extension mm-hmm. it's an example of character and it kind of dovetails into the things that carl was trying to tell rick about after the gas station incident with sadiq it can't always be like this we have to start taking people in like we used to uh, and then going back to what he was saying in the letter it's strange because the reason why negan's world has to end is for just the simple idea of a man walking around with his three-year-old and, and, right and to be having, able to have the freedom to be able to do that exactly safely. the liberty let's say mm-hmm. right? the liberty yep and the only thing that we really need to worry about should be the walkers and yet right mm-hmm. exactly We're like worrying that about is people. the core right exactly the task at hand and then the evil at hand are or the walkers out there shouldn't be each other so yeah and i mean that was one of carl's wishes he wanted to be able to make his father feel safe with all the frights that we have out in the in the in the real world or the outside world with all the Mm -hmm. walkers and all the Mm -hmm. death and and even like people who haven't quite gotten with the program you know Mm -hmm. we have to really just try to make alliances and, and 
right. the, the, the thing that we need to worry about the most should be the, those outside frights, you know, those outside, yes. the outside pressures and, and, and dangers. You know, we mm-hmm. shouldn't have to worry about each other. Right. No, absolutely. And Carl extending that trust to Sadiq and, and Sadiq relaying that trust to Rick, mm-hmm. that, that kind of seals it all together. So it kind of goes back to something that we were saying the last couple of episodes, like how are we going to get Rick to stop the car? Right. And in your opinion, do you think this is enough? I mean, obviously it wasn't totally enough, but it was enough to kind of, okay, after the end of the episode, he kind of pulls back. He has to pull back, he feels like. To me, I, I would say on the surface that it was not quite enough just because what I said before, like that episode with Morgan and him in that bar, killing all those saviors mercilessly and just viciously, that that set of, you know, left a really bad taste in my mouth. And Morgan, because Morgan does mention that in this episode, you know, what we did back there that was that was some pretty sick stuff so it does come up i i think that for me the only reason why i buy it how i interpret it i think that rick was still on a kill 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 trajectory or his kill switch was on i guess (laughs) i've heard some people say that his kill switch was on and to be honest with you i don't think that it really turned off until he slashed Negan's throat and Negan drops his knees and he says, look what you did. Carl knew nothing. Yeah, and Carl that's didn't when do I... Sh- no shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> more right. than like anything. I mean, maybe the other things kind of contributed to an extent, but I do feel that that moment is, I think, for me, what I think kind of jarred him out, you know, and t- to see, okay, you know, this is this is too much, you know? But you know, so, it, it does kind of go back to the letter and all that stuff. Because if he hadn't had the letter, if Carl mm-hmm. didn't speak up when he ran off Sadiq from the gas station, if mm-hmm. he didn't hear about what Carl did for Sadiq with mm-hmm. Sadiq in order to protect Sadiq, the stranger, without all those ingredients, and even oh god, and even especially his interactions with Morgan and how, oh, yeah, and to touch on that for a little bit, I know you brought it up a second ago, but the thing with Morgan is so important. Oh yeah. Morgan isn't only relaying the fact that, you know, we're worse than we were. It's not right. just that. It's not just we lost the, the worst part of ourselves. Is that because we lost the worst part of ourselves, we're dangerous people. Right. Yeah. We, we're going to always feel like there's nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you bring that back to Sadiq and, and Rick's conversation where he says, all that's left of the people that we lose, what was theirs, is their ideas. And at the end of the day, that has to sustain us. And if it doesn't, we lose ourselves like like Morgan. And right. which is why Mo- it's important that Morgan is like this living example of what we can be if we let ourselves be that way. No, absolutely. And, and even Negan, to a certain extent, look what he lost. He lost his wife and, and right. realized that instead of having like a Carl-like figure... I guess maybe he screwed her over one one too many times. He was just too bad yeah. to her, and and mm-hmm. and their relationship ended on the wor- on the worst possible terms. Right. And so I think he's bringing that bitterness, let's say, yes, oh, I to, think to so. the rest that, of the that, world. That that burden, that burden that he has on his shoulders in terms of the guilt that he probably feels for the way that relationship went, he carries with him. Yeah, literally on his shoulders. It's a bat. Yeah, yeah. the bat after. <laughs> A prickly bat at that too and yeah. and look what he does to his his people like no. he keeps everything in order but he treats them like a, like a principal in a school like a really harsh principal like in a parochial school where yeah 
You have to why are you bringing up my Why are you bringing up my childhood? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, I, I went to those schools too, sort of, but not quite like that. I would not want Megan as my principal. No. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? We'd all be saviors. We'd uh, all be saviors. Ugh. Get it? Yeah. Parochial yeah, no, it does saviors. Work. It does work. It does yeah. work so much. Well, not for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Like, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> My God. We'll all be rabbis. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, it, there is a bit of a circle there. The people that are affected by this the most are the people that have lost so much. And, right. And, and everybody's lost something, but like yeah. the best parts of them. And, and wow, Negan, Lucille, his wife, is prob- mm-hmm. was probably the best part of him. And right. He treated her like shit. And so now he's got to. He spends the rest of his life as the Walking Dead, treating right. his people like children. Yeah, it's so yep. crazy yep. when you think about it. Yep, treats like, them like you go to bed. <laughs> yep, exactly. Basically, you, you kill people. Okay, God <laughs> sent his own men out as uh, decoys to die. The ones that he figures are uh, kind of a waste to, to get, get everybody's to lunch money. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll definitely get to that. That's yeah, crazy. We'll that. Yeah, that was crazy. I think the reason why this episode goes so fast is that Negan is going so fast. Negan yes. is, is as smart as he is. And I will grant him, as a fictional character, all the credit to yes. that. Like, he's still very intelligent. He's still very in point. But he's just removed all the stops that would prevent him from going to certain places. Right. And I think that's really why the episode goes so far down the hole because right. and I think those stops have really prevented him from losing his edge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because yeah. he's he's seen people as a resource, he kind of finds a way to instead of eliminate them, yeah. to break them down in order to get them on board. If he would have stuck to that plan, Guns wouldn't have been part of the equation, right? If yeah. you think about it. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Which, in the end, was his downfall. And the fact yeah. that he himself relied on a gun at the end scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He could have probably made it, I don't know, but... Yeah. Uh, anyway. It's very, it's very interesting. So I wanted to bring up one thing before we go full speed ahead. My one mm-hmm. little stop before, because mm-hmm. I know this is just going to be a rapid scene-by-scene. Scene. Yeah. Just so much good stuff. It's um, a lot. Henry as he's coming out with Carol <laughs> out of the house. Yes. I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed that he kind of looked a lot like Gavin. The white shirt and the pants. He wasn't wearing his Perhaps. armor, his kingdom yeah, armor. True. I don't know what that means. Like, I feel like maybe he's wearing like the, the kind of outfit of the man he killed in a weird way. Oh, God. To like that sympathize for his, his victim or something. That could potentially be it. I, that, ooh, that's Didn't you, did you yeah. notice that? I could see that. Like, if I think about it, yeah, I hadn't really like thought about it in that particular sense sense but i mean it could be maybe i just kind of noticed how the he and carol had clearly have a better relationship now she's no longer looking at him as a nuisance basically. yeah like more of an equal more of an equal she, she, she was like yeah maybe maybe we'll come back perhaps <laughs> yeah i'll work with you on that yeah and i just thought that was pretty interesting the fact that he wasn't wearing armor in the, in the first place is one thing but mm-hmm. but it, i just i don't know i just it just stuck in my brain it's just this idea that he that he's like identifying with with somebody that he ended and and trying to get some sort of what was it like maybe to be this guy that had to do yeah. what he had to do i don't know I just, mm-hmm. I, and i am reading into this too much sure fine whatever so, no no <laughs> No, it's possible. Listen, I read into this show and thought that things were going to happen here that they did, that did not. And I thought that things were going to come up that did not. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that was but me. hey, you know, yeah, we're, we're pretty smart people. I mean, we're, we're maybe they, a little bit too smart. They just didn't listen to us. That's all. No, <laughs> they, had, they, they had to squeeze it into like an hour. They had an hour of content. <laughs> 
Exactly. Said. Yeah, that's all. It's to cut that's it for it. content. That's it. Yeah, of course. Yep. It's not us. That's all they could do. <laughs> yep. Okay. And <laughs> this leads us to that. <laughs> I can't believe how necessary. Best dialogue. Yeah, Best the dialogue. necessary dialogue between Jerry and, and uh, Ezekiel. Yes, thank My God. God that Jerry is still around. I I would people say that they'd riot if something happens to Daryl. I would I would riot if something happened to Jerry. Jerry is a treasure. <laughs> you cannot. Nothing can happen to Jerry. Be like occupy whatsoever. occupy Georgia, yeah. <laughs> uh, occupy Atlanta. Yeah, no, you or Virginia, get, like, wherever we are. Can't do. Yeah, they're in Virginia now. Well, they're filming Atlanta, but you get the yeah. So, <laughs> No, if something happened to Jerry, no. But I did like that. You get a sense from this whole scene that they're very positive. They're in good spirits. They they feel like they have the upper hand. They they feel like they have a sense of what they need to do. You oh know? yeah, and, and not only that, you know, when we meet Jerry at first, he's he's kind of like a jester almost, like in the court of uh, mm-hmm. King Ezekiel, right? Yeah, I think he's really leaning into his fucking role. <laughs> really, he is. at the end yep. of the day. Yep. And so, Ezekiel, let me be the, the the fool you you made me. You know, let me do yeah. this for you, man. Mm-hmm. We ain't losing shit. I loved it. I'm not accepting it. shit. I loved it. Thought it was great. Yeah. It was I, awesome. I wrote, I wrote in my notes, and yet I smile, motherfucker. That would have been awesome. Except <laughs> <laughs> it's AMC. <laughs> with the, with the Ezekiel, like, rolling his eyes, like, all right, you got me there. Uh, yeah, that would have been great. Oh, but, you know, man. actually, I heard that you can say the F word on AMC. However, you're only allowed one every, I don't know Season? what. There's some, I don't know how, what kind of formula. <laughs> basically tells you but apparently there is so you can but very very sparingly well, well you can use shit a lot no apparently. yeah they do yeah you, no, you think they were burning fine. out the last of their shits like they were trying to use the last yeah, episode seriously right <laughs> they, they were just, to jerry that's perfect they give it to jerry they're like yep we're just like just right here this dialogue we're just gonna throw it out like four three or four times right, right there hey i mean yeah you gotta spend the budget so you can use it again <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they like they have no reservation with using that, you know. I, I will say this: some people get kind of up in arms where it's like, oh, you know, AMC, you know, you can't say this language, or you know, there's a limit to what you can say. Obviously, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. And the reason I say that is because in the comic, Negan has very, very colorful language, mm, and when I say colorful. I mean that every other word is like F this, F that, fuck this, fuck that. And I feel that it's kind of, it's like just too over the top. And so I feel like it's made the writers on the show have to be a little bit more creative into how they make Negan like a crass within the confines of like what they can do. <laughs> you know, like, Which makes like for some really good dialogue. I mean, think of, which, Ab- exactly. think no, of Abraham Ford, man. All those oh funny lines. Oh, I miss Abraham so much. It, it would have been so easy to, to go that route. To go, oh the, to go the crass route or whatever, but yeah, it, it, that's what I mean. It's an easy, easy out. To it take. makes him unforgettable, yeah. though, right? It does. I mean, Negan's had some pretty damn good lines. Let me ask you: since we are at the end of the season, do you have a favorite line by him? Was there any line specifically that was memorable to you that was like, nah? I already know what mine is. Negan, of course. Like Abraham yeah. Ford is easy. God, Abraham. It would be a little harder for me to pick Abraham. Negan, I know already. For oh, me, well, you might as well say it. Yeah. For me, with Negan is like, remember Olivia? Poor Olivia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor Olivia. She got shot by a rod. That scene that he kind of insulted her, her weight, Mm -hmm. and she started to cry and all of that. And he, like, actually apologized and said, you know, like, if it makes you feel any better, you know, I'd be down with screwing your brains out. (laughs) And she... (laughs) <laughs> slaps him across the face and I remember watching that being like oh man Olivia's dead and he just shakes it off and looks at her and says I'm 50% more into you right now <laughs> and I'm yes. dying yes 
I thought that was hilarious. Man, yeah, and I know you've mentioned this on the show before. That's just how good you're able to recite that. It's, it's so just so fun. To me, it was hilarious because it was unexpected. Like, I didn't expect that response, you know? <laughs> and I for sure thought she was a goner. And then I was like, oh my God, what a freak. <laughs> you know? But it, but it was funny and it was in character. And, and no crass. I mean, there was no curse words needed or anything. Like, and maybe giving it a little bit more um, texture, let's say. Texture. Than, than it would have had with yeah, just swear words. Right. No, because with just swear words, I mean, it's, I mean, it's on, honestly, it's pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, I mean, but I'll, be, I'll be the first to say that there are very florid uses of, the, of, of swear words that you can use that add even more dimension if you... If you latch on to it enough, because <laughs> you got to hear me in my office. It's just sometimes oh, I'll say God. things that just are, are like so crass. And yet the way I construct it is just mm-hmm. so funny, at least to me. But that's the most important part is me. I work in construction, so <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard quite a bit. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I don't think you've got me beat because I do think in construction, the, the swear words will just fly they, they, w- without they, any creativity, they, without panache. No, the, there's no panache. No, there's not. <laughs> Although it's very funny. It's like it's always it's always funny, the delivery, because the curse words come out. And then, you know, there's always somebody who then turns around, looks at me and says, you know, like, no, just, no disrespect. And, 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 Whoa. You know, and I'm like, no, nope, none taken. It's I know you're a lady, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this isn't my first rodeo. Excuse my French. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That was a good Negan line, actually. Excuse my French. It might have been with Carl. Maybe, Maybe one yeah. of those early episodes where, like, he was coming to Alexandria and Carl was trying to puff out his chest and kind of just mm. kind of be well, defending. I do, I do like what he said. I, the one thing that like really stuck out when you when you asked me what the best lines were, I was like, I thought we were having a little moment, asshole. Oh, that was awesome! Exactly. It's like I thought we were having a moment, you little asshole. I'm like, that that was a great. That See, was awesome. I kind of believe he, I believed he was kind of hurt, but I also kind of like that he said he it was. out loud. <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's like I absolutely, absolutely, completely believe that he was like hurt. <laughs> I think, I think he was. I yeah, think he was for sure. Here. Yeah. Oh, and I'll, I'll definitely get some more on that. Oh boy. Uh, and you know what? You know what it was that he was said. He said it was with Carl. It was with Carl, and he said, "I think he said, excuse the shit out of my goddamn French." Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and this is hilarious. I, I mean, I. I'm sorry. I, I, I was probably one of the few people that like Negan got his throat slashed and he goes and tells Sadiq, like, save him. I'm like, yes, come on, let's save him. <laughs> come on, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I wanted to point out uh, that I think a lot of people weren't quite sure of cause mm-hmm. as I was reading forums and right. I don't know, like, comments here and there on mm-hmm. the Instagrams or whatnot. A lot of people didn't know where Gregory was. The interwebs. Oh, no, I remember. They locked poor Gregory inside the house. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. The country. You just leave him there? Yeah, the country mouse in the house. Yeah. Yeah, they left him in the house. And as they left, they still kept him in the house. They still, yeah, they evacuated and kept him in there. I'm like, all right, well. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it hey, sense. it's all yours, buddy. You wanted it. You wanted now it. You got it. Go. It's all yours. But yeah, I, it's funny. We don't see him at all in this episode. I, no. guess, I guess they couldn't pay him for that last episode. Uh, Xander Berkeley. <sighs> I mean, uh, it was a pretty jam-packed episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I could only imagine maybe how, how many scenes they may have cut cut out of this uh, episode. Really, they must have. They they must have. And it also, I from what I've heard, they also do a lot of phony scenes when it comes to these finales to throw people off. 
Oh, oh, really? You're saying in yeah. the teasers or like in the um, just in general, just in general, just in general, because you know there's always people kind of lurking or trying to get spoilers or whatever. So by like filming, on set? well, I mean there are people who are like just hardcore. You know, I mean there's a website I think called um, the Spoiling Dead, and oh they're the God. ones. And they're I don't know who they have. I don't know if they have inside source. I really don't know, but. <laughs> That's I like I have no idea, but they are kind of known for being a forum where they get a lot of information from set, usually photos, but you know sometimes they get their hands on like spoilers. I mean, honestly. <laughs> That's how I found out about when Negan was introduced and what was going to happen. Oh. Because oh, that's then how I you found out. Yeah, you did mention that in one of the previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. and I, I read their website and they kind of went through it and it was very detailed. And they basically, you know, kind of they didn't say who died, but they're like, you're not going to see who it is. And I remember I told one of my girlfriends who's a fan of the show, I was like, you know what, they're going to keep us hanging. I, I was like, this information is too detailed for it to for it to just be a fluke. And she was like, no, they're not going to do that. Whatever, you know, lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. They had the right information. Well, yeah, you know? you know what? With the fake out, also too, with the Glenn's fake out death under the dumpster. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I couldn't. I could. I could see how your friend would have thought that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to do it in the end. Oh, they they made so many changes. You know, right, right. They're not going to do they, that. Why would they stick to canon? Like, well, mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Wow. <sighs> but yeah, oh, but yeah, getting back to, back to Gregory <laughs> not to being Gregory on set. That. I guess set. one would assume maybe from the spoiler side that oh they killed off Gregory because he wasn't on set uh, I didn't see him at all <laughs> I didn't think that at all I don't know how anybody like I I think me, I heard some people like saying oh yeah they're, Gregory's gonna get it now you know oh, that sort of I thing. mean they I mean I'm sure they wanted that you know mm-hmm. but I mean but my thing is that like my rule of thumb with this show is that unless I see the dead body I'm not assuming that the person's dead that's why in my oh, mind yeah. Heath is still alive that's why you know certain people. I I can't count them out. Yeah, they're still on this note that we have in the back of our board. Mm-hmm. We'll see at some point. We'll see at some point. Morales and family, maybe. See that? <laughs> to be revisited at a later date. Yeah, he oh, season one fave, I guess. I don't know. Season but, one fave. People lost their minds when Morales showed up. I was one of those people. I was like, what? <laughs> And then just like that, boop, done. <laughs> I laughed when that happened. I mean, not to be insulting or anything, but I did laugh because the whole time they're, they're having this whole big monologue spiel or whatever. And I was just thinking to myself, wait, isn't Daryl around here? Whoop. Oh, there he is. Yep. <laughs> that guy was an asshole. <laughs> Pretty much. I think, he, yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yep. And, and just like that, it's all over. Yeah. I was like, well, Morales had his moment. Oh, man. Well, just like that, getting Gregory out of the way and maybe even that hilltop scene also. There's not that much to it when the rest of them leave Hilltop and there's there's the few left over to defend it or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obviously have a plan for when the saviors do come, mm-hmm. which is to abandon ship and leave Gregory behind. <laughs> but Basically. there's something to that because eventually Oceanside saves their ass. And can, I, can I tell you, though, about Oceanside? Oh, like, yeah. Maybe it's just me. First of all, like there were a ton of Star Wars memes on Twitter in relation to to this episode, so which were actually Ewoks. kind of funny. <laughs> yes, they were the Ewoks. They were the Ewoks, and I was like, oh, oh, I love the Ewoks. And then, of course, you know, there was I so too. many. I don't know why people hate on them so much as a gimmick or something. I don't know. I don't know. Why, right? I was like, I love the Ewoks, but whatever. But then, of, of course, yes, they're so cute. But then, um, maybe I there were. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were super cute. But yeah, they threw like their little rocks and stuff like that. I mean, it was the same thing. Wow. And um, <laughs> they threw but, their little rocks with flames. Yeah, I mean, Molotov slight, cocktails. Okay, a little upgraded, but you know, you get the idea. <laughs> a little, a little, slight, slightly. slightly. Sure. But it just, it hearkened to the Ewoks. <laughs> and then, so I do agree with that. And then, of course, there were a ton of Admiral Akbar memes. <laughs> Everything was like, it's a trap. It's a trap. I was like, it's a yep, trap. It's a trap. I was oh like, oh, God. man. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Twitter is like, See, I, I, I don't like to go on Twitter while I'm watching it, but Twitter just cracks me up. I'm it, sorry. Like, oh <laughs> they were like, doing it while the show was on. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you people are fast. They're fast. good. I mean, hey, good. more credit. Very good. <laughs> I give a lot of credit. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I, there was that scene, though, before that, like with Al and Tara. Yes. Yes. Like, yes oh, yes. I guess we're not part of you. But, you know, like, hey, we'll follow you anyway. But, you know, I guess we're not part of you. Yeah. I mean... I don't know what poor Al needs to do to just kind of like prove a point. It's like, man, you know, we are here. We didn't run off. We're helping you. We were clearing out walkers at the beginning of the episode. They're doing what they need to do, you know, to kind of help the cause. So, I mean, Tara eventually kind of relents because she basically gives them their bag with weapons. And at that point, they could easily have shot her if they wanted to, you know? Right, right. So I guess at that point, she kind of like concedes. I was like, well, you know, I got to trust you. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, it worked out. Yeah, I, thankfully. Oceanside had to come through somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I was imagining that that was definitely going to happen. And it made sense how they did because, you know, it was with Aaron. Aaron brought them to the hilltop, which makes sense because that's where they were. You know, because the rest of them, like, were all, at, for all intents and purposes, the battlefield, basically. Right, right. And so, so. I, and I, th- I think it was good that it was hilltop, let's put it that way. Yeah. To have it happen yeah. at hilltop, I think, was, was more, was great. Mm-hmm. Because they could have easily showed up at, at where they were. But I don't right. think they would have known where it was and it would no, be less exactly. believable. It would be less believable, especially because Aaron, for all intents and purposes, has been kind of on this mission trying to get them. So he wouldn't know about the plan. He wouldn't know that they were in this area. Like He wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. Did we, even, we didn't even see him, by the way, I don't think, right? In, they in showed scene? Aaron very briefly. He You saw that he was like at the helm. He was oh, like, okay. kind of like at the front of the line with like his weapon while the rest of them were throwing their Molotov cocktails. Yeah. 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 So that, but that's it. He didn't say anything. It was just sort of like, okay, he came through. He was able to, to bring in the cavalry. That's pretty badass. I have to say, I have to say your little, e- our little Oceanside Ewoks. Yeah. That's pretty killer. Those ladies are pretty resourceful, man. Oh man. I'm impressed. Yeah. I never it. doubted them. And you know, Gregory's still in there. <laughs> Gregory's None the wiser. There. None the wiser. But what do you think is going to happen with him? I, I feel like Maggie is going full Simon. Almost. I I think so. And there's something that happens to him in the comic that I think would be more believable now that Maggie is kind of uh, turning to the dark side to take another Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> take another Star Wars reference. Jesus. I find your lack of faith oh, disappointing. I don't know, but anyway. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, I feel like Maggie's going to go that way with Gregory. <laughs> I think Full so. Full Darth Vader. Full Darth Vader. Full. Yep, I think so. It's, it seems like it. Yeah. And I think Gregory's going to definitely be a part of that. He has yeah. no allegiance except to himself. And no, he has He's no... got the juice. I mean, hello. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I wasn't quite sure if Rick was going to be taking care of baby Gracie, but it looks like he's he's done that. He has. I, I don't know what role baby Gracie is going to play in the future other than just being just another kid. I think, <laughs> I don't know. You think it's going to be the, the, the Hilltops kid rather than Rick's kid? I don't 
know. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like a ward, ward of the state. <laughs> a ward. You know, I know. Seriously, right? I don't know, but I mean, you can see that there's still Judith and there's still Baby Gracie. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle things in the future. Because I mean, we've seen these like quote unquote future scenes, and you know, there was a lot of speculation when they showed. <laughs> You know, these on our part. Rick. Well, also, like in general, people were kind of like, you know, you see this little girl, you know, is it Judith or is it baby Gracie? Right. You know, I'm still not sure yet. Oh, I'm not man. clear. Well, uh, the show will throw me for a loop every time. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Especially with Morgan. You just never know where he's going to where he's going to go. What is how he's going to react to some things like even yeah. in this, even in this episode. Oh, yeah. He was totally like off kilter. Yeah. Did you notice, though? It's it's really quick. But Henry is the one who actually stops him. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm, it was Henry. Henry yeah. was the one. And he almost basically got taken out by Morgan until he kind of finally came to his uh to his senses although carol was kind of like the one that was there to sort of hey you know take five buddy well, what's take going five. on here yeah he was like full clear mode yeah but you know what's what's interesting about that scene is how he relays that information i know we already brought it up but how he relates that information to, to rick about oh i have to protect henry oh um uh i guess if i'm crazy i can't protect henry right <laughs> you know yeah no you can't this whole point mm-hmm. of doing this was to protect and i actually wrote this down i like I, after i started watching i watched the episode again and i watched talking then i kind of went back to my notes and i just said i think his whole thing like mm-hmm. i think back to last season mm-hmm I think he doesn't even put on the armor until mm-hmm. Benjamin dies, right? Yeah, he okay. kind of adopts Benjamin's, yeah. Okay, and the reason why he adopts Benjamin's armor is to protect Henry, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, to take on that role of being the older brother, in a way. Right. So mm-hmm. I think everything that he does is this kind of twisted version of trying to not only, in a way, bring back his son by clearing all the bad people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like this twisted way of, of protecting Henry. Right, right. And I think when when he's like going after the escapees the savior uh-huh. escapees mm-hmm. and henry's the one to stop him it just breaks him it break it just snaps him out of it almost instantly yeah. which is yeah. which is kind of interesting because i don't think he would have admitted that what rick did was wrong i right. think he's still trying to figure it out but i think he may not have said what well, the path that we went down uh-huh. with those people in the bar mm-hmm. with the saviors in the bar yeah that was wrong for you you know that he wouldn't have said that he wouldn't have admitted that uh-huh. we did it because we lost everything that was good we lost the people that were good in our lives right and we lost everything mm-hmm. it's just so it's just so fascinating you know mm-hmm. that the fact well, morgan's that he, a very fascinating character yeah I, I he's quickly becoming my most favorite character just to see how far a man can go and, and yeah and how much you can put him through the ringer before he there's a lot of depth to the, his character there's oh, yeah. a lot of layers there a lot of layers yeah and the way he expresses it it's just so so it's just so great and he's one of the best actors on that show period mm, yeah period 100% 100% yeah totally great oh Morgan hmm so we start off with <laughs> Negan wanting to give his last confessional to Father Gabriel. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, and and it, it's a way for us to kind of not only get some yucks, but like also for him to explain how he tricks Rick. Right. Right. And it's so good because, and this is what I was saying about how clever he is. It's like he still got it, even though he's kind of losing his ability to hold on to his philosophy. Uh-huh. But if you if you were paying attention, obviously he gave Dwight the map for him to somehow give to Rick. But I think he also knew that Rick would kind of take it with a grain of salt. Like Dwight right. isn't totally a reliable source. And right. so he goes on to say that 
you know, then we'll plant this map with these people on the road mm-hmm. that for sure he'll believe because, you know, it's not from Dwight. And so he'll for sure believe that because he'll he'll finally see that, oh, Dwight tried to screw us. Right. It's believable. Yeah. It's plausible. Yeah. Oh, that son of a bitch. And Daryl was totally on board with that. He's like, he doesn't believe, doesn't believe Dwight as far as he can throw him. Yep. Which is far, but not that far. Right. <laughs> And so in the process of giving his confessional, he also says that he it's not something he wants to do. He doesn't want mm-hmm. to have to sacrifice his men. Right. But they're kind of Simon's men anyway. They kind of came up mm-hmm. with him. So, yeah. so he feels okay with that. But even that is just... And this is why the show takes such a rapid pace because yeah. we're realizing that Negan is just going full chugga chugga choo choo. Just and, and full, he's, full steam ahead. Yeah. And he's just going to... Like well, and it's his downfall. Sacrifice. End of so. the day, it's his downfall, and his race to kind of finish these people mm-hmm. once and for all, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like you just lost everything that made you, that protected you. <laughs> like in the yeah. end of the day, really. I think that he definitely was uh, selective about it. You know, when they yeah, show yeah. us the guys, they purposely make it like scrawny sort of dudes. I think one of them had like blue hair or something. Hey, oh, what do you call him? Pepe or Jefe? I don't know what it was. One, one dude? And, and he like mutters idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that he's sort of like, eh, this is the weakest link anyway. So, yeah. wow. So, yeah, he's not kind of being willy-nilly about it. But at the, yeah, at the yeah. same time, he wouldn't... Like, Father Gabriel, really? Why would he say Father Gabriel? <laughs> It's it's even worse than the guys he sacrificed at the end of the day. Like, even according to us, we weren't really on board with him. Right. Maybe until that episode, maybe not. I mean, a little before that, but still, Mm -hmm. it's, mm, you know. Yeah, yeah. Why bother? Just throw him to the wolves. Yeah, no. It's very interesting. Yeah. The plan, though, was, I I mean, it took me a little bit to follow the plan, though. Oh, yeah, I I didn't know until the second read. Sure. Right. I was like, okay, fake plan, but this is the real plan, and they're going to go, okay, let me just make sure I'm straight (laughs) with what's going on here. Okay. (laughs) This this is also the fake plan. (laughs) Right. This is the real plan. But he'll believe that fake plan. (laughs) Right. Right. I was like, okay. Right. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) It's like little complicated people. Yeah, yeah. Just can, saying. Yeah. But it's smart, smart as hell. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. No, Negan's smart. So after Eugene's interaction with Gabriel and Rosita in the last episode, mm-hmm. I think two of those those things together actually helped him to do what he did at the end of the episode. Or not at the end yeah. of the episode, but before. Yeah, yeah. It definitely seemed to kind of like push him in that direction as we later saw basically make these defective bullets yeah and two cents on that i think it was gabriel the most i mean as much as i want to say it's rosita and how he wants to keep her safe in spite of everything you know i think he does want to please her you know as as somebody that he cares about but i think seeing gabriel i mean he has he likes her we know this from the (laughs) past episodes yeah i guess so yeah I, i think he also has this thing where He's always seen himself as a coward, you know, in the sense where yeah. I'm, I'm a self-preservationist. I care about me right. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But I think looking at helpless Gabriel with yeah. no power, no yeah. completely vulnerable. And yeah. in a way, like the only person that's really keeping him safe is Eugene. It's really Eugene. Yeah. He could have just thrown him to, to Regina at any point, shot him in the oh, head, sure. be done with it, right? Yep. Another, another another uh, walker on the walker wall, let's say. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Why bother? Mm hmm. But it's just this helpless man still has the balls yeah, to actually fight back. And not only once, not only twice, mm-hmm. but uh, even at the end, you know, I mean, obviously this is after the fact, but even at the end, doing a tuck and roll out of the car 
yeah. <laughs> slowing down to swerve from the walker. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I think seeing him try to sabotage the bullets on the initial, mm-hmm, a, and then mm-hmm. having that interaction with the receiver, and seeing that even this helpless man is willing right. to sacrifice himself to save people. Yeah, yep. I think it really does something to him. Mm-hmm. It, it really reactivates the training that he had with uh, Abraham. I think. Yeah. Really. Eugene is not the bravest individual. He's not a soldier like Abraham, who's going to ride into battle and save the day, that kind of thing. He can only do the things that he's capable of doing. And the way that he helps is by doing things like that. You know, those are the means that he has. You know, he he knows how to make bullets and he knows what makes a a bullet work and which ones don't. Because we saw that he gave Negan a gun loaded with, I guess, apparently, you know, good good bullets. bullets. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That basically convinced him, like, yep, you know, they work. Try them yourself. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So he's, you know, he's a smart guy, Eugene. And he kind of used his uh, powers for good rather than evil yeah and part of those powers by the way if you remember right if you remember mm-hmm. is is his ability to actually trick the people he loved into thinking yeah. he was this big deal scientist he's so a he, pathological liar he just <laughs> did the, he just you know instead of doing it to the people he loves he did it with negan yeah you know yeah, like, he had him fooled yeah it, i just kind of like the poetry in that like that he mm-hmm. he he took the thing that damaged his relationship with basically everybody he loved yeah and he just took it and exploited it to mm-hmm. to to get Negan on his side. Yeah. I, I honestly think it was genuine all along, trying to make mm-hmm. himself useful in that respect. Like, he has some smarts. He, yeah. he can fake it until he makes it. You know, he could probably yeah. research, look at a couple books or something like that. Anarchist cookbook. Right. Draw some plans. The Jolly yeah. Roger. <laughs> sure. There you go. But the final screw was like, okay, now that he knows that this guy is totally in, mm-hmm. he could just use that to his advantage. And, and, just, and now that they really, really need the bullets, it's like, right. why would they think otherwise, right? So, of right. course, he's going to supply them with shitty bullets. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I do, but I do really like that moment with Gabriel and Eugene after Father Gabriel like tucks and rolls and runs off in the woods. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking about in terms of that because he still had that awful tunnel vision going on. You oh, know? Gabriel, yeah. Yeah. And then Eugene comes and, you know, basically asks him about his faith. Oh, where does your faith go when you truly need it? Right. It seems yeah. to me the only time worth holding on to. Yeah. And yeah, I think he yeah. kind of gives him the stare down like... Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to I'm trying to end this thing. I'm trying I'm <laughs> trying to I'm trying to save you here. Like I'm trying and I and I think and then and, you know it didn't dawn on me at that time, you know, but in retrospect, after everything happens with the bullets and everything like that, it kind of all came together and made sense, you know. Oh yeah, it's truly, yeah. Like why mm-hmm. bother? Right. But yeah, there's so much more significance after you know, after you've seen the whole the whole episode. It's like mm-hmm. dude, I, dude, I got this. Have faith. <laughs> have faith. <laughs> Have faith in your fellow man. Have faith in him. Yeah, which is, it is out of character for him to say that, too. Yeah. I got to tell you on a side note, I'm so happy that Eugene came through, not just for the purposes of the show and our characters, but... For the sake of Josh McDermott. Yes, I actually really (laughs) like Josh McDermott as an actor, as a human being. He seems like such a cool dude. I know people have hated Eugene, like hate Eugene. Like, I mean, the poor man received like death threats. Jesus Christ. So I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, the last thing this man needs is like more anger towards him. Oh, my God. And think about what the, what this is going to mean for the show. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you, you realize that Eugene delivered the saviors on a silver platter? <laughs> to, yeah. To yep, Rick and exactly. crew, to the world. Yeah. 
Yep. Beforehand, I didn't think he had any place near Alexandria in Carl's vision. <laughs> I but now he's going to be like the guy in charge of Alexandria in my mind. I you well, he'll definitely <laughs> be up there. I mean, he. I mean, they, I mean, they should practically have a statue in his honor. But at the end of the day, I mean, I had obviously reservations. I wasn't sure necessarily, but I mean, I in my mind, I kind of thought, yes, I think Eugene is going to be a part of the future, and that's mostly because of the house, the episode with Gabriel and. Like, to Carson on the lamb and they went into that house and oh, the, house, oh, I the, see. the ham radio I was like that is all Eugene the Eugene needs to be on the ham radio making contact like, that's, that's his house you're saying I'm saying that I in my mind I saw this is where Eugene comes useful that is Eugene's thing so it's like a ham radio that you can potentially make contact with yes Eugene that's on you buddy he just so, he sounds like the kind of guy that would be fixing a ham radio to use it yeah and sure people or maybe Absolutely. souping it up to go crazy yeah, and absolutely. Contact people across the world or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. What a good thought. I have high, ex- have high expectations for that. Yeah, I'm only willing to put money on it. You're like the person who finds that puzzle piece. It doesn't know where it goes, but like, oh, I know it's going to be I, in the top right. I told <laughs> you, it's like I, I used to play Day of the Tentacle religiously, and it's one of those things where it's like this element is here, and it's it's meant to be used for something. That only, Eugene. only Eugene can use this item. Only Eugene can use this item. Mm. Nobody else is going to be able to. That's yep. so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that game. Were you leading into that? Where did you really believe that until that that one scene? Like until we saw that the guns were. were were all defect or the bullets were defective. What, did, did I did I really believe his line about faith or that or he was like that he would be up? yeah that he would have that importance or that that would be his thing because it just seemed like that, I that's kind of the like road the, he was on. Yeah, I mean, the more that they kind of like we were getting closer and closer to that moment, can't imagine that these bullets are going to work. Like it's the only like, way out. Yeah, it's the only way out. And then when they all started malfunctioning, I was like, yes, I was like Eugene. Oh, had them dead <laughs> to rights. Oh. Uh, so God. good. It was great. I guess Norman Reedus was right about how satisfying this episode was going to be. It was, yeah. In like there way. were certain scenes, yeah. In a way, like there were certain scenes that were super satisfying. That was one of them. Yeah, I and mean, we needed it too. I think at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you yeah. can only hold back gratification for so long. I know. Yeah, two years is enough. <laughs> Two plus years. It's like I said in the intro, just it just you, you you get to a bottom, and then you plateau, and then you get to a bigger bottom. Oh god! It looks like there's a there's an upswing, and then all of a sudden it's like a roller coaster. You just keep going you get down, down. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally, literally. <laughs> yeah. On your knees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the savior um, way of doing it. Now, Jesus did have somewhat of a role in this episode I, I very interesting because it was like polar opposites he has his interaction with Morgan which I did find kind of interesting I, I liked I liked his approach yeah it's a Morgan little because, ebony and ivory scene yes <laughs> it was it was That's ebony bad, and ivory man. I'm sorry no it's not no it's not you're, you're just calling it as you see it it's fine <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> thanks call it, call it as you see it yeah they're doing a okay. little dance together they're like well, we're well, two sides of the same coin well they did <laughs> You know, we they did have their own interaction where they had that sort of sparring moment, which was pretty them. cool. It was cool. It was I know you wanted cool. to see more, but I did want to see more. But I mean, it was cool. But I do like the kind of idea of like, look, how about you just think about it this way: pointy end for the walkers, blunt end for the for the living. Right. You know, besides for the dead, besides so, for the living. And it was so simple that it actually is like, you know what? That is a very relatable, manageable way to think about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Start from rather, here and then move on up. Right. Start from that point rather than saying like, okay, you know, you can't do this or whatever. Like, I mean, that's just a whole lot more reasoning that 
your mind has to do and this guy's mind is already kind of gone <laughs> i mean so something as basic as that that's that's something he can grasp even right. in the state that he's in in a he tailspin right like that's you got to right. hold on to something right you know and that's something that's so basic yeah i don't i don't i don't know <laughs> if it's acting or whatnot but i don't know i believe him i believe this guy has a sense of peace i don't know what he's been through jesus well obviously well, what morgan's been through so well, I, i've got I, a clear enough picture the thing with jesus though is like in the end he's all in with maggie and her uh yeah, and that's Which the thing. That's what really throws me off. It rattles my cage a little bit. Yes, like I'm wondering if he's just playing a, a Eugene. And yeah, just seeing how like this plays just, out. Mm-hmm. I I haven't quite because I mean here's the thing. Like Eugene or, is, or maybe following in the footsteps of, footsteps of his brother Gregory. Yeah, I thought his brother Gregory. <laughs> like you know, going on being on the on the side of Maggie until the last moment until it suits him. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, the thing is that, like, <laughs> honestly, Eugene's character in the comic is vastly different with the character on the show. He is captured by Negan, but he's very, uh, I don't defiant know. Or? Very defiant. Yeah, that's oh, the word. Wow. Very defiant. With Jesus, I wonder now if they're kind of doing a similar thing where he's just kind of, you know, do a left because the character in the comic is a very sincere, loyal, on the up and up kind of character with these martial skills and all that kind of stuff martial arts yeah (laughs) but maybe maybe not maybe that's not the route they're gonna take and maybe he's gonna be more along the lines of maggie's uh cohort i don't know yeah the only thing i could think of is like that he he just feels like almost untouchable so maybe he goes along with this ride in as much as Mm -hmm. like i can just pretend and nothing will happen to me. Maybe. I can do this for as long as I need to. I can mm-hmm. trick them as long as I need to. I just need mm-hmm. to know everything. I need to have all the information in order to make some sort of informed decision. But I, And I think he goes along with this idea because, well, I mean, look, this is the only way I can reconcile mm-hmm. that scene with Morgan mm-hmm. and, and this whole Maggie scene. Because... Uh-huh. I can see it being a thing where, okay, mm-hmm. Maggie's gotten us through this point in time mm-hmm. where it was pretty rough. We had the saviors. Yeah. I, I brought them back. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I knew that right. that was the right thing to do. Uh-huh. And I like that they brought that up in the scene. Otherwise, yeah. that scene would have been a little bit too... It's like having a, a glass of water before you're about to eat something very hot or something. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit more palatable, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, what you did, bringing the saviors there. Look, I don't blame you. That was the right thing right. to do. Right. What but, I don't did, regret, but I don't regret my decision, but I, I, I think you did the right thing, ultimately. Right, right, right. And even what Rick did, I don't blame him for doing that. I think that was a good decision, too. It's just the whole Negan thing. Did he have mm-hmm. to spare Negan? Right. So there's right. a bit of rationalization. So maybe that... I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's enough to... Oh boy, it's just hard to wrap my head around. It's hard to swallow it. And it's it's yeah. Mm. They've got to address that. We know we're gonna see scenes with him and Aaron and love blossoming, and you know the yeah. thing with with Aaron and and Eric was that you know Aaron was the ballsy one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Eric was kind of like this. Oh God, I'm gonna say the stay at home mom kind of thing. I mean, it's essentially. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but it's, there's no, no other comparison. Again, call it call it as you see it. Yeah, yeah, and and then so I think we're gonna see a little bit of role reversal in in a sense where mm-hmm. like Jesus is is quite untouchable. If, if there was an ebony to ivory situation, light to dark on the on the coin, it's like Morgan yes. and Jesus are on that scale. Mm-hmm. They're pretty tough to kill kind of characters, and then you you pair someone like that up with Aaron. He's definitely the Eric in the situation. Yeah, so, yeah. But there will, but I feel like there will be some sort of love boss blossoming, and I think so too. And I think we're going to be put in the same situation where, like, Aaron's going to be like, "You don't have to do this. You right. know, you don't have mm-hmm. to be this." And then Jesus will probably throw out a line like, 
I'll bail out. I'll be able to handle the situation when when the mm-hmm. time comes. Because Jesus mm-hmm. is kind of reckless. End of the day, he's throwing well, himself into situations where yeah. you almost think he's not going to come out. He's kind of like this rogue character, you know. He just right. kind of flows between groups and locations and that sort of thing. Like he doesn't seem to have any sort of attachment necessarily to anybody or reality. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, remember when they first met him? Like, hey, hey, guys. Mm-hmm. Was it was it Rick and Morgan? I forget. No, Rick it was and Rick and Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Just, hey, guys, what's up? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, my name's Paul, but my friends call me Jesus. They almost got his ass kicked, but didn't. No, because he all. was. I mean, he is. He, Jesus is a good fighter. Clearly, yeah. yeah. And so that I feel like that goes into this little this little concoction that is him that that he can go into these situations without regard that he can walk uh-huh. between the raindrops, yeah, and not get wet. You know what I mean? That that kind yeah. of thing. Yep, he's like a ninja. You know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Smoke grenade. Yeah, <laughs> love love ninjas. Mm. <laughs> I love Jesus. I love I love Jesus. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like I love ninjas. I'm like. What if Jesus was a ninja? Paul Monroe. Paul Monroe? No. <laughs> I love that Father Father Gabriel gets the per- first punch in on Negan. That, that was great. <laughs> I tell you, that was fabulous. He connected. I was like, that's great. Oh, man. He threw his whole body into that one, too. <laughs> he did. He threw his whole body into it. And I respect that. It's like, here yeah. we go. <laughs> He's like, if you're gonna go, go for broke. Oh yeah, and then and then following up with that was Dwight just ramming his whole body yeah. into Negan. Yeah, I mean, listen, Dwight's been wanting to get that in for a long time. First of all, like so many of the saviors got killed right off the bat. Yeah, so many of them. The minutes those bullets backfired. I mean, and Negan was relatively wounded. hurt. Yeah, 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 relatively wounded for sure. You can tell like his hand was definitely wounded. Gross. It was so gross. Now Did you see that. Now before that happened. Don't want to forget about the fact that they're walking in this big field and they look out to the oh, pasture right. and say, wow, I haven't seen anything that... Did you know what they were talking about at first? Just so everybody knows, I did go to um, the Survival Sunday Fathom event thing. Yes, that's so, right. You now, did. Yeah. I should have brought that up from the top of the show. But I th- forgot about that. I'll yes. tell you one thing, just to, just to bookend that a little bit, but... It wasn't really that crazy, I'll be honest. It, it was a cold, rainy, bitter day, and not a lot of people outside, not a lot of people inside. I think a lot right. of people really just wanted to get to their seats because it was sure. freezing. Yeah, but, though, I as, heard. In terms of any sort of craziness, it was really just mostly um, Negan whistles. <laughs> I think it's the most that you can really do. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. really funny. Every now and again, like in the hallways, which is, it kind of reverberates. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, actually. That's actually really cool. But I, I saw no real cosplay or anything like that. See, I would have expected that. Yeah, I would have too. On where. I was really keeping my eyes open to see if I could get any pictures or anything, but no, it was, it was just so bitter. It was just so bitter. Yeah, out. No. I, think, I think people just really wanted to get in and, you know, right. it's kind of nice. You get like popcorn, you get a soda. You, That's pretty you know, cool. At, at, at a I thought theater. it sounded great. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, I mean, if this sort of thing happens again, you don't get commercials. It just That's goes straight through. And, uh, it's like a we, movie. Yeah, we literally went from The Walking Dead straight through to uh, Fear the Walking Dead because there's a bit of continuity that happens. And this, you know, I'll explain this when we when we get into eventually uh, at some other point the uh, Fear the Walking Dead premiere, yeah, uh, season four premiere. 
But yeah, we went straight into it. It was great. You kind of get your ten dollars worth. Yeah, sounds is, like yeah, it. Yeah, I get ten dollars. It's not that much. No, it's really not. I mean, it, it's, it's a little good. more. Yeah, it's a little more than you would pay to watch the show. But it's the experience, and you're getting it without commercials, and you know, you're getting the popcorn and the big screen and all of that. So and the people, man, and I gotta tell and you, the yeah, the yeah. energy from the people when certain things happen, like the the beginning scene with uh, Jerry and Ezekiel, so many laughs. And then, you know, when the guns misfired, I was just like, it was like a strong clap. Everybody's yeah. cheering. You know, I was whistling. I, got, I, I was, I got to ask, like, I wonder, like, I was wondering about that. Like, what was the reaction? Yes, I knew you were going to ask this, but what? yes, go. Go, you go what? for go it. Ahead. Go for it. No, no, no. No. You, no, 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 go ahead. The reaction when, when Rick sliced Negan's yes. throat. Yes, yes. Let me explain was- that to you, because I had, I did not react the way the crowd reacted. Okay. The crowd was whooping. Really? And, and I was like i looked at my i looked at my super fan e and i I looked at him i put my hands up in a shrug i'm like i don't think that's a good thing man (laughs) i literally just went dude why are they clapping like like my hands were up i'm like i I know i know i'm like this isn't a good thing guys that whole scene is almost beat by beat how it goes down so yes in yes. my mind i kind of already anticipated that this is what's going to happen especially once they approach the tree and i saw the stained glass i was like okay here we go you know yeah. this is, this yeah, is where it sure. happens but it happened so fast mm-hmm. when yeah. it did happen that it was well, just sort of like it oh. did and it didn't okay yeah it was a delayed reaction it's so weird because it was okay, a delayed reaction. we're gonna do this now i suppose because i, I guess so <laughs> I, oh my god okay let me explain how it felt. Like, it, okay. it, you notice this more in the second watch. Okay, they're match to match. They're they're trying to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and uh, Negan is, well, is he, saying like he can he you know I can still well, take he you hurt down. Him. He injured him. From what it seems like, it seems like he got him with Lucille on the side of the torso, and yeah. that's like the injury that he had. Um, I don't know what happened to his weapons, or I don't know if he was. I don't think it was that serious though. But I I think it was kind of more along the lines of okay. Maybe was he? Do you think he was just faking it? He was just trying to lure him in. Was that was that it? Well, I think it was more like okay, look, obviously he knocked rick down but i think they were they were kind of more or less going toe-to-toe i think really i think it was really not that they were evenly matched negan does make a point of saying hey i'm bigger i'm bigger than you and i got a bat yeah i mean yeah (laughs) but i just that could just be intimidation or whatever but you know what it was funny because my husband eddie and i we were watching it and they're having their you know their battle or whatever and he tells me it's like he's got a bat like i mean come on and i love when he was like you know i'm bigger than you and i got a bat i'm like yeah he's got a bat (laughs) Yeah, and he says it in his classic Negan way, which is yes. I, I mean, priceless. Dude, you're gonna go Precious. out. You're gonna go out with the the bang, man. That's great. Yep, yep. I think they could have beaten the shit out of each other until somebody just inter- interjected or something. Well, on, in terms of the battle, I have criticisms on the battle. For me, the the best part was the bullets backfiring. That was great. However, oh, you're saying the whole battle, not just the, the uh, whole. Not just not just the going toe to toe. I just kind of felt like I would have anticipated that there would have been some combat, hand to hand combat Mm -hmm. going on at the same time that Rick and Negan simultaneously are having their confrontation. And my there was some like the whole scene with Jesus and Morgan. Morgan taking out that one dude. Yeah, there was some, but I you know what it was? It's like they surrendered before that altercation between him and Rick was even over. And I would have wanted them to keep fighting until they see their lead down and that's when they surrender honestly that is the way it kind of goes down in the comics no i kind of i kind of like the way they did it because i don't know if they 
made note of this uh-huh. in the series, but it felt like at certain points in time, there was an allusion to the fact that Rick's crew is really, really good at, at close combat. And the mm-hmm. way to really get an advantage of them is to really just be have more numbers, be better armed. Right. Because if you get these guys and if you back these guys in a corner, they will take you down. So I, yeah. I think there is, I mean, I guess they could have done that a little bit better. I don't know if Negan even mentions this at some point in the beginning or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you don't have the right setup in mm-hmm. terms of being able to arm yourselves properly yeah. and have the right advantage, these guys yeah. will bowl you over. So he's well aware of their capability. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think the rest of them, the people that have really interacted them with most, like like Gary and, and Laura mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. all those people, yeah, I think they know what they're dealing with. And I think knowing that they don't have the numbers, first of all, mm-hmm, uh, it's game over, man. And I I, I yeah. do believe that. I do I do believe that. And it, no, and it was fine. I just would have wanted to see, I guess, a little bit more. And like for instance, like when when Rick and Negan's confrontation is over, I mean, yeah. they kind of pan out, and you kind of see that everybody's just kind of standing there, got or their hands or, up, yeah, got their hands up, you know. So I mean, which was fine. But right, in terms right. of Rick and Negan's confrontation itself, this is another part that I thought was really convincing, acting wise, from uh, from Jeffrey mm-hmm. Dean Morgan's character, because I believed it in terms of getting sentimental. Oh yeah, that's that's really right. what I wanted to get to yeah sure Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that negan even said this at one point it's like you know this is what this was all supposed to be you know everybody following the rules and it became something that that got way out of hand became really perverted from what it was originally intended to be this whole thing yeah this whole thing to where we are now so when rick is kind of pleading with him to give him 10 seconds to just kind of like plead his case you see him really start to kind of waver you know whom rick or or negan and you not only see that if you really pay attention at one point, his eyes are watering. Yes. He's yeah. in, he, his, uh, his face scrunches up. Absolutely. He's, he just Absolutely. can't. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even at that point, right before Rick gets him, is mm-hmm. he's ready to give up. Yeah, yeah. But he even said it in the episode before when Michonne had reached him on the walkie-talkie telling him this stuff. And he said, you know, I didn't want this. It doesn't have to be a fight. He says exactly what Michonne said, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a fight. And that's when he scrunches up. Mm-hmm. Because he's echoing exactly what Carl told him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at that point, he's just kind of realizing it's tiring. First of all, it's, is this what you wanted to be? Like all the words that Carl said to him in that Mm -hmm. letter, is Mm -hmm. this what you wanted to be? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I bought it. I thought it was convincing. I'm getting like a little, but yeah, it was just to see, just to see his face. That's what I was saying about like, it happened so fast, but like, no. It, it felt like that, it happened so fast, but like I felt that like was time slow. stopped. Yeah, exactly. That, that point, that moment felt very slow, and but that's what made it. When he slashed his throat, it happened so fast in comparison to that because I was so in that particular moment, like what was going on there and that dialogue, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Whoa, wait a second, what just happened?" And it's like, "Oh, yeah. it happened." <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing about that is, I saw so much rage on the internet about this about, about what, what how what he Rick did. Them? No, no, about what Rick did. About yes. throat? Yeah, and then also the subsequent like, oh, you think that saving him makes you good? No, Rick's bad, and I'm, I'm kind of oh. like, mm-hmm. I don't think you guys get. I don't think you guys yeah. understand human behavior. I don't think you guys oh, understand yeah. how being pushed to your limits the way these people were. People aren't one dimensional. Like that's no, the thing. and that's what like, makes it so so great. It doesn't. Right. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It's not that clear cut. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> 
No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, I'll throw it in there, sure. No. <laughs> it, it's not a situation where it's either black or white. It doesn't work that way. But at the same time, I can kind of... There's a lot of gray area with that. And, and you know, that that's kind of related to Maggie's reaction when Rick kind of is like, you know, this is, you know, this thing is over. Yeah, save him. You know, this, and he says, save him. And she flips out, which I thought was really convincing and very compelling. I mean, when she mentioned Glenda, Glenn, I was like, ouch, God. Yeah, my... my I, Honestly, so... Oh, man. Okay, so he slits his throat, and then Negan says, look, look what you look, did. Look, yeah, look what you did. God yeah. didn't know a damn thing. Yeah. There's no question in my mind that Rick had to do what he did. There's, there's right. a part of him that... There was no other way that it was going to like, they weren't going to have like a, okay, we're going to shake hands. It's like a full Morgan moment. You know, it's like, there's something, there's a part of you that's just bigger than you that for the sake of all these people, I just got to take this guy down. Yeah. Yeah. Not kill him. And some people were saying that this was intentional. Like he, he purposely didn't cut his throat to the point where he was, you know, hit a jugular or something like that. And I don't think so. I don't buy that for a second. I think no. he got his, I, you know, he doesn't have as big a reach as Negan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Arm length wise. So, you know, he's uh, a smaller I, man. Yes. <laughs> Slightly. Well, yeah. And Maggie's reaction is it's just. Yeah. It was, it, it kind of broke my heart. It's not over till he's dead. And I'm like, yeah. Think of, you, the thing that I want to focus on here is that no. you and me. We we both thought out of all the people that have lost everything, and mm-hmm. even like Maggie losing Glenn the way she did, carrying yeah. his baby in oh, her belly. God. Yeah, she had mm. her shit the most together. Yeah, throughout this whole thing, we we were yeah. like really like in her corner. We're like, hey Maggie, come on, you can yeah. do this. You got this. Well, and she if you did. think about it, if you think about it, throughout this whole what two seasons of you know the Savior story arc, from the moment they killed Glenn, it's like no, we have to you know fight back against these people. So she's oh, always yeah, sure. been on. That trajectory always has been, always has been consistently. It was hard for her to do a lot because right. of the baby. She was not well in the initial, no, which is part of uh-huh. what got them into that situation. Uh-huh. The RV situation, you know, there weren't many chances for her to display this behavior, but also her responsibilities to the hilltop eventually, you know, that's that's what really kept her shit tight, as Negan would say, or something like that. For some reason, she had put her thing with Glenn aside so that she could take care of the bigger community. Right, right. And and and, and she did it well. There, there mm-hmm. was a need there that she filled on the immediate. Mm-hmm. To the point where she did it so well that she has even Jesus on her side when they're talking about mutiny at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the yeah. episode. Yeah. It, it seals the deal on what we all thought how she was feeling, what she was going through. But when that moment happened, when she started sobbing and started just going crazy, you know, it's not over till he's dead. No, that whole thing. My God, my mouth, my hand went right to my mouth. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. We didn't didn't know that she was in the worst shape. Yeah. Because that was a very, that was a very visceral reaction. Like, like, yeah. Between Morgan and Rick and Carol and Zeke Mm -hmm. and... Yeah. She had it the worst. She had it the worst. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I believed it. I I believed it. I mean, I was a total surprise to me. I I was surprised in the sense that she's been very stoic for most of this, you know? And I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, of course. It just came out of nowhere for me. But but the reaction, the visceral reaction was just took me, you know, by surprise. And when she mentioned, you know, about Glenn, I was like, oh. God, yeah. Mm. yeah. But the, it's know. the things that she said, like things the like, things that she said. It's not yeah. over till she till he's mm-hmm. dead. No. Yeah. If you think about it this way, to kind of put it in perspective, 
Think about it from the point of view of somebody who commits a crime and kills your relative or, or your husband or your parents or, or, your, or you know, your child. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, any of these people. And this person is deemed to be allowed to live or, or, or you know, God forbid, live free. And, and it's out of your hands. And this person has made this decision or this system has made this decision. And, and you feel like justice hasn't been served in, in relation to your loved one right. you know, that's no right. longer here. And that is hard. That is a very hard pill to swallow. And from Maggie's place, like she's probably looking at it like, who is Rick to make this decision and say that this oh. person's allowed to live? Yeah, Rick and Michonne. Like, Rick yeah. and Michonne, yeah. yeah. I understand. I understand. At the end of the day, it's going to have to come down to her really looking inward again because mm-hmm. I think that the value in Rick's decision really is we need to have a world where your daughter does not have to worry about people like Negan. Right. Or I, I said daughter. I didn't know. I don't I don't know if it's going to be a daughter. I, I know. It's going to be like... I'm, I'm usually wrong you. about these things too, so I don't know why I said that. But yeah, like Maggie, your child. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to have a world where you can raise your child with some sort of, some form of safety. Right. And some sort of order. Because that's the idea. It's like right. to kind of get away from this kind of barbaric living of just sort of executing people rather than saying, okay, we are not going to live this way. And I mean, honestly, it's sort of like a modified version of the the sanctuary in the sense of like you know there are rules that need to be observed and having a system a society right of of, you know order but not with barbaric repercussions right right well well, we have to kind of bring back what we lost in Mm -hmm. in society you know Mm -hmm. in civilization and Mm -hmm. and i think that's the key point of what rick is trying to express is that like we need to start living in a way that Mm -hmm. we first of all that we used to but second of all like there was a point at which we had to debate when a man had to die i mean you remember when rick first came to alexandria Mm -hmm. trial by death uh, porch dick you know for what he did oh you're you're keeping the community unsafe you need to go and it's Mm -hmm. like look look at how far he's come in terms of where he can go you know bringing him to this new world or this new way Mm -hmm. of thinking yeah we can can make it like it was before Mm -hmm. yeah we just have to make it that way yeah and and isn't it isn't it strange like at the end of the day Uh rick is kind of like a savior you know, people are a resource, yeah. you know? He's re-resourcing yeah. Negan. Yeah. Listen, the idea of the saviors and, and the sanctuary and all that, I think initially, in theory, that <laughs> at its core, makes sense. But like I said, it's just became this perverse sort of like this mutation of what it, it was supposed to be. Yeah, there's like this nucleus philosophy, which nobody really knows or cares about, which is no. using no. people as a resource, you know? Right. People they just are valuable. People. <laughs> they just use people. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, it just, you know, in the, in the center, in the mantle, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a bunch of people. And, and I wanted to bring back, that back because I know mm-hmm. you're so Team Negan, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wrote this whole thing at the end about how, you know, Rick is automatically better than Negan. And it's really... Yes, I'm not going to I'm not gonna argue because, I mean, listen, Negan had concubines, <laughs> burned people's faces. Yeah, but it's not, it's not only that. It's just the idea of liberty. It's like... When you have somebody yeah, that can, true. on a whim, decide that you threaten him mm-hmm. in any way, to live under that possibility of that happening is also is bad. But 
when your lieutenants, your soldiers also are kind of an extension of that. Right. Their right. motto, if you remember their motto, is we take what we want, give nothing back. That was their was motto. That their, that, was that their motto? Really? Yeah. That was, that was mm-hmm. Dwight said that actually, I think. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know what? For some reason, I was thinking of the scavengers of the garbage. It was like, we take, we don't bother. That was theirs, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? There's something to that, right? It's like, yeah, there's a, there is some, some similarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except they are all, they're all the same. So they're all on the same level. Yes. <laughs> we talked about their, their communist socialist. Lifestyle. Yes. It's like, we take, we don't bother. That's yeah. all. No. Yeah. There's no leader. No <laughs> we're leader. All, we're all leaders. We're all equals. We mm-hmm. all share. Yeah. It's like a, little Marxist society. <laughs> Utopian garbage pile. I remember cycling through this season and then going to last season when we hear that motto. It's like when the soldiers do that. Yeah, I mean, you notice that when on the floor that soldiers basically take whatever they want. Eugene employed that thing. Like, he didn't have to apply by the currency rules. He just took everything that he wanted. Yeah. Because he was in that upper echelon of soldiers mm-hmm. slash lieutenants, etc. So, yep. Yeah, people would trade their freedom for safety, sure. And that was the mm-hmm. whole point of, like, in some sense, communism. Is why wouldn't you choose that in dangerous world? Alexandrians chose a wall. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But that's what makes the characters interesting. I'm very happy that by the end of the season, you know, they, I think that they did a good job adding complexity to Negan so that it was believable for him to have tears in his eyes and be conflicted over what Rick is telling him and be really kind of taking it all in and actually thinking, oh, oh, God, yeah, do do I really want to do this? Like, this isn't really what I want, you know? And to see Rick use that moment to his advantage to take him down, but basically have mercy on him, it was pretty compelling because, I mean, that was my thing. I mean, when that throat slashing happen and can i just say it's like that always makes me so uncomfortable every time people's throats throats get slit in in this show my automatic at least yeah yes my (laughs) automatic reaction is always to like (laughs) i wrap my hands around my throat automatically every time (laughs) i feel like like you do the thing where you tap eddie and you go eddie promise you'll never do that to me Don't, don't ever, no matter how mad you are, no matter don't how bad it gets, don't do that. Don't <laughs> go there. Like, no, that's, oh, I <laughs> I was telling a coworker over like our, our instant messaging system at work every time, you know, that they're slitting people's throats. And I was like, I can't believe I just typed that in the office. <laughs> you know, they journal these chats, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, like the HR goes, I think we need to have a word. I think we need to have a chat. <laughs> oh, no, it's a television show. I know. We monitor that too. It's just a TV show. I don't watch it at work. Like, come on. <laughs> no, what did you think when Negan said? HR. Oh, jeez. How did that make you feel? Okay, I think we've got a live one here. Oh, my God. Jesus. (laughs) It's a good thing they need you. It's a good, I know, right? It's so, they put up with this, yeah. So when it happened, I mean, like I said, I was fully ready, like, okay, this is going to happen because I was like, they're not killing him off. Negan's not dying. That ain't happening. There might have been a 5% chance in my mind that I thought maybe they'll go against the grain and they'll do that. Like for five seconds, you thought they would get rid of him. Especially when it was kind of hanging in the balance and there was that, you know, that moment that you were saying that time kind of stopped where it just kind of felt like we were just kind of, just, just kind of hanging there that I was like, oh, what's gonna happen yeah, right now see, seeing the anguish in, in negan's eyes yes, and yes. Rick, rick kind of trying to relay his, carl's right, message right i was like what's exactly gonna happen and then when it happened 
Oh, it, it broke my it broke my heart for Negan. Just the reaction where you know, like I said, his his, his reaction when he said to him, and he went down. Carl I was didn't like, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh. But him saying that, I think, is what really brought Rick back. I agree. It I caused agree. the system like a system crash because yep, it did. It caused a system crash where it's like, nope, save him. Uh-uh. Yeah, because no, because like immediately he mm-hmm. thought to himself, oh my god, what did Carl mm-hmm. would not have wanted this? No, Carl would not have wanted this. Nope. You know, am I really? creating a world where mm-hmm. first of all people can look at me in any sort of way like okay now if I let Negan die mm-hmm. people will think of me as this mighty kind of exactly what Negan but, but did gonna, but they're going to look at you as Negan they will yeah, look at yeah. you in the same way and you kind of saw semblances of that when he gets Negan down and it pans out and you see everybody just staring yeah. everybody's just standing there defenseless just staring at what just happened you know yeah yeah exactly like, exactly that just was watching right just everybody. watching frozen just everybody just standing there watching it's like that whole standoff that he had with Simon like, yes to, be the man you got to beat the man yeah it's like it's like great no 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 no. i don't want to be the man right this yeah is no, not that's what a very carl good wanted that's a very good point you know because in negan's world it is important to be the alpha male right somebody's got to run this thing somebody's got to run this thing and honestly you know? i bought into that by the way and you know what i that was I the whole 13.1 episode it's like this is how it's got to be for these people they, yeah. they won't be able to live any other way and yeah i mean it's the whole age-old argument that people make in terms of you know society and you know how democratic can you be or how equal can you be right you know in terms of leadership because inevitably somebody always ends up rising to the top in terms of leading i think the thing that we learned from history and something that negan didn't quite get but he tried to Mm -hmm. implement Mm-hmm. Was like the Napoleon thing, the Caesar, and yeah, you know, yeah. all these mm-hmm. different em- the Persian Empire, all these yeah. empires that spread themselves too thin that were too mm-hmm. top heavy. Like yes, the French Empire, one of the last I think successful mm-hmm. empires in the known world, uh-huh. didn't learn from history. Mm. They thought they could do it better. Negan didn't quite. He thought he could hack it, uh-huh. but. He didn't leave behind a system that would have been well off enough if he mm-hmm. just at some point died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which was my concern with 13.1 when we did that 13.1 update. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if you don't have a system with which you could pass it on to somebody or to yeah. have some sort of uh, governing body or at least like a, a couple of people that can actually, first of all, that understand the vision, that you uh-huh. create rules to maintain that vision. Yeah. Nobody he knew understood that except for maybe Eugene, you know, mm-hmm. keeping mm-hmm. everybody safe is paramount. Right. Lives are important. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and this is kind of all related to you know what do you do in a situation of a societal collapse? Yeah, what do, what do you default it, to? Yeah, you know? it doesn't and, hurt that they were all there. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the main people that would be you know enforcing or or just guiding people mm-hmm. in, in that moment. So yeah. he did. He didn't beat the man, and no. in, but in the end, he used Negan as a resource. Yes, to yep. to He's make everybody useful. Yeah, yep. he, he used him to basically convince his side to back down and. He's going to be a living beacon to that. There'll be some sort of order, yeah. Some sort of order, yeah. That it's not a me thing, that, and that's the whole thing. I think that in the end, that this is really weird. We're kind of bringing it back to the beginning of of mm. the season. The things that we said about the USA and oh, even God. being like the USSR. Oh Jesus! Yeah. We we said that Rick kind of exemplifies like the Republic. It wasn't mm-hmm. just about him. It was him and Michonne and Maggie. And basically all the people that we kind of know near the top that kind of share in the decision making, that have their own expertise, 
that have their own voice in terms of how yeah. the future is going to be shaped out. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Sean drove that bus like crazy. Like, you know, yeah. if we're going to think about the future, we should think about this. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick Rick wants to make people safe. Maggie's a born planner and leader. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. and using that conjunction. Okay, you have a society that can thrive by relying on people power, mm-hmm. like believing in people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think in that one moment, he was kind of showing all these key people, these key influencers. You know, at this moment, this was like a conference yeah. for them. That yeah. This that this is the way we could be doing things. We can lead by example. And we can lead in committee. Yeah. You know, Tribunals. Michelle, yeah. You have a doctor. You have all these key people that really want to save and help people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe we'll marry some of Negan's philosophy. Maybe we'll... <laughs> well, and yeah. Maybe even the order. damned can be useful. Like, look what they did with the savior escapees. They, yeah. They, they, at some point, they said, okay, we can't just have you sitting in pig pens all day. No. And this is what I'm talking about. You rehabilitate. Good point. They are, they are useful individuals. People are a resource in the apocalypse and people are a resource now. Yeah, people have value. <laughs> right. People have value. And it is a lot more productive to essentially rehabilitate these individuals from the savior mentality to a less authoritative sort of environment. And some have an easier time than others. I mean, we saw that Alden obviously was very much like, look, you know, that's that's not our thing, but that was the group that we happened to fall into because, right. you know, the, the circumstances are what they are, but we don't prescribe to that kind of mentality. You know, that's yeah. not what we're about. But when you see Laura, like even at the end of the episode, the neck tattoo chick, yeah. there's still this sort of discomfort, sort of like, you know, it's, it's going to Oh, yeah, time. for sure. I was going to mention know? that. Yeah, yeah there, there's going to take time to basically basically acclimate into this new way of doing things where it's like, okay, we're going to barter. We're going to, you know, we're going to have commerce here between, you know, these different communities and to try and rebuild. I mean, just like after the world wars, you know, it's the same let's thing. Just, let's just pool our resources. Bottom line. I think the needs, cause it's something that you mentioned, the herd, basically that the mega herd that was coming. Ah, yes. The I think there's herd. no time for commerce now. They need to fortify their infrastructure. It looks as though I expected so much more from that herd. Well, I don't think um, it's time yet. I think I think it's, they're... it's not time yet. But I was hoping. I was hoping for a little teaser. I was hoping oh, for oh, he has a thing for next season. But yeah, I I think right now I think they're more concerned about fortifying. They're more right. concerned about the rebuilding. Get, yeah, yeah, getting stocks though too. Yeah. Stocks of food and mm-hmm. so now they have to kind of basically take an account of their resources and just fortify yeah. their ranks because yep. You know, if we're not careful, we're not going to survive this mega herd. Yeah, especially when they realize that it's mostly people. <laughs> Man. Just saying. Yeah, Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll I, you know what? We'll save mm-hmm. it. We'll save yeah. I know what you're talking we'll about. Yeah. There's already mm-hmm. some buzzes, not only in The Walking Dead, but even Fear of the Walking Dead. Some people are saying, oh, that's a blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but, like, but yeah. Blah. Oh, that's not, a, that's not a walker. That's a blah. <laughs> It's a, it's a blah. It's yeah. a blah. I can prove it. There's a circle with that red arrow. Oh, God. And yeah. all those memes. I hate that stuff. Oh, I know. Internet I've culture those. sucks. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like people get into it, man. When I you mean, find out what this is, circle, arrow, oh. you'll shit your pants. You'll wear shitting yeah. pants. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's so um. ridiculous. <laughs> That was one of the things that disappointed me because I, like I said, I really was anticipating a bigger, a, a bigger nod to what's coming yeah. than what they did. I, I do fully interpret that, that comment, you know, in terms of like, wow, I haven't seen her that big. And Rick being like, oh, things are changing. I'm like, hint, hint. Yep. I, I, I see you. I, I see you and I hear you, what you're saying. <laughs> yep. 
but message really received. Mess exactly. <laughs> message received. So you no, know, you want you want this is I know what you want. You yeah, want payment wanted, for I, all the suffering. I wanted to see I wanted to see this, <laughs> this I don't know, should I? No, 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 no. Because I you know what? At the people who know, no. Yeah. No. And the okay. people that don't know, that's fine. Don't want to know. Okay. Because and I'll tell you why it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay because I think when it happens, it should be an organic thing. True. Something that people should figure out that why didn't we do this before, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. In some way we did, but I mm-hmm. think I, I think really truly, I think it should be something that gets discovered. And when they yeah. discover it, it should just be a surprise as we is. And know, maybe and, we and, maybe, and maybe that's what they want to do. They want to have it as like a sort of surprise, sort of like sort of thing but I was really I, I mean you know like I said I was hoping for a tease just a tease that's all just a little tease where's my winter that's what I'm saying maybe it'll just combine the two things I don't know I was like anyway. something maybe I was like yeah. oh well no alright never mind but um, yeah now that there is that adjustment and some saviors are probably more apt to get with the program and others are it's going to take time you know yeah. I, but you can see obviously that Negan's wives are fully on board and comfortable you know because when um, yeah. I think it was Tara and Rosita when they came over there to the sanctuary those were Negan's wives those ladies that um, yeah, you know kind of greeted yeah. them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they were no longer wearing the mandatory black cocktail dresses anymore they are. honestly i hardly recognize them which is so funny yes. no it's true it's like it was hard to recognize them because they were always having to wear black cocktail dresses you know God, what though it, authoritative to, yeah exactly <laughs> okay. wear your uniform yes pretty much jeez okay. yeah it's crazy but you know what mm-hmm. i want to go back to what you said about laura just being in the field and giving up mm-hmm, i, mm-hmm. I, I kind of there are two things that kind of make that scene so brilliant because mm-hmm. Number one, you already have Negan going down this path that he's not usually gone down. So there's got to be a lot of people picking up on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I thought the whole thing was breaking people down so we could use them as resources and get their food and all that Mm -hmm, stuff, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the second thing is that I think part of them, a lot of them... Mm -hmm really are just they don't want to live this way yeah i think at, at their core yeah I think at their core who wants to live their lives always fighting always yeah. fighting i mean I, it's exhausting and i mean you can see obviously at that in that scene with rick negan's exhausted too it's, yeah it's exhausting they hadn't even captured him yet and they were just kind of like you you guys have us beat yeah it's exactly just, there's no point like our lives are worth way more than you mm-hmm. exerting energy and killing us yeah yep if there's any mm-hmm. hope to have our lives saved and live another day, this yeah. is way more th- way more than yeah. us being gone. Yep, for sure, absolutely. So I get it. I totally get it. I, I think mm-hmm. that's. I think I understood that way from the beginning. A lot of these people just kind of went along with it. It's what, like you just said with Alden. It's just like. It's circumstances. We just fell into it. Yeah. The thing is that you don't have the liberty to say, oh, I'm in the sanctuary. Oh, I'm not really crazy about it. Life over here. I'm just going to hop on over next door. It's like you don't have that luxury. So, I mean, yeah. you're kind of just stuck with the circumstances that you're in. Yeah. It started with a badass biker gang, right? Yes. And then it yep. moved on to something bigger. Like you, you, as you absorbed more people that could, that really, I guess maybe fell into the philosophy but i think as people get comfortable like even negan getting comfortable like that and, and mm-hmm. all these people at the top getting comfortable like that 
you're gonna have a lot of people that fall in fall in line like that kind of life being able to take what they want Mm -hmm. and they maintain that aspect of it and that yeah it's all the more reason to keep it up but Mm -hmm. some of the the people that actually kind of maybe want to live another day that people mm-hmm. want to be safe i think when they see that things are kind of turning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like this infection is getting worse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like laura probably it's like hey this isn't worth it it's mm-hmm. just not worth living like this yeah all these perks mm-hmm. at the end of the day yeah yeah so I don't, it was just gratifying just to see them surrender. it was it was it was gratifying like i mean when it finally happened i was like well that's it so it made me kind of right too about mm-hmm. really this whole thing hinging on one guy mm. and this one guy's philosophy that nobody gets is, right. is is keeping this whole house of cards up mm-hmm. that's it you, mo- you remove that one bottom card the whole thing comes tumbling the down. whole th- the whole thing comes tumbling down yeah yeah it just couldn't it's not sustainable man no, and I mean, I mean, we don't know how long they sustained it for, as long as they did. But yeah, it's it's not. Eventually, it was all going to crumble. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. There's a question that I have. Okay. With Carl gone. Okay. What's? I can't even imagine what Negan becomes. I, I, yeah, I have a hard time. I'll, I'll be very interested to see. Does not seem like it's going to be Daryl. Obviously not. No. We, obviously, we were wrong about that. We for were sure. We were very wrong about that. That was super surprising to me. Like, yeah. That, that very much shocked me, I will say. Like, mission accomplished, walk, Walking Dead. You shocked mm-hmm. me. When Maggie goes on her spiel and says how um, Rick and Michonne were wrong, they'll buy their time and get their strengths up. And when they do, they'll show them jesus fully on board and daryl fully on board that was very very shocking to me very very shocking but i'm getting some civil war sort of uh, vibes oh, going on here do you think like negan joins forces with rick and michonne in some way yeah i'm actually kind of wondering if maybe this is daryl's i don't know if i want to say exit but maybe sort of like wrote out or I mean there's always been speculation about Daryl I mean honestly I will say this is probably the most interesting thing that they think they've done with Daryl in years you know they haven't really done much with his character in some time so this is actually probably the most interesting thing although it's Maggie more at the home rather than him well, yeah, um, you've got these like two characters that seem as though seems as though that like they're irreparable, mm-hmm. Maggie and Daryl. But mm-hmm. Daryl lets Dwight go. I guess he doesn't really blame him. He doesn't really blame because I think it's already been proven that Dwight was was not selling them out. Like it, it was established, right. Dwight was being held prisoner by by Negan because it was discovered that he was basically selling secrets over to you know Rick and crew. So right, and was being know, played the whole time. Yeah, he was. He was honest with them. He really was trying to help them up until the point where he got caught. I think Daryl doesn't want him there, but at the same time, he doesn't feel that he needs to kill them. It's not worth it like that. Right. I'm wondering if, yeah, this is all part of going towards the direction of Negan being an ally to Rick Mm. rather than the people who he thought were his allies, like Maggie or or like Daryl. I mean, I say Jesus, but I mean, it's not like he has much of a history with Jesus, but I mean, mostly Maggie and Daryl. Do you think Judith might take his place in some fashion? Who, Carl? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I meant, yeah, with Judith take, it takes Carl, Carl's place as like the Carl's jailer. Role. Yeah. You know what? It's I just too thought young. about it. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I think, I don't think Negan would do anything to a kid. That no, seems no, no, kind of no. obvious. No, no, no. He wouldn't so do anything. Maybe all the more reason, right? I'm just trying to think if it's believable. No. That's what I'm just trying to like, because yeah. the thing is, it's like, yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know necessarily how you what you do. You or know? do they I mean, go that route at all, right? Maybe yeah, that's the thing. They might not at all. Like that might be something that they just don't go down. Or maybe or maybe it's Rick. Maybe it's like conversations mm. that Rick has with him. Those are these kind of candid one on one conversations that they have between the bars. It's I mean, honestly, that to me is more believable. I could see well, that at this point. <laughs> I we have yeah. a choice. <laughs> yeah, because I just don't see even Daryl like Henry, even, maybe? I don't know. I just don't think that they would it, the, those conversations are so important that yeah. I don't see them wasting them on a character like Henry that's yeah. sort of like, oh, who is that again? No, oh, right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So I could see it being more Rick, to be honest with you. Yeah, honestly, though, I could see this as a really, really interesting opportunity to say, hey, guys, what if there was nobody and what happens to Negan as a result of that? And mm-hmm. what kind of a Negan do we get as a result of Carl not being there or, or mm-hmm. not having these conversations? And how does that shape the show? Because By the if, way, side note, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was super disappointed that they had killed off Carl. Oh, really? Oh, tell me well, more. Well, he's a big fan of the comics, so that was a big sell oh. for him on the character. He really oh. liked the relationship. I was told that he was on Howard Stern, so I listened oh. to it, to his interview, and it was actually a very good interview. Side note. <laughs> not that we aren't already on a side Double note. Side note? Okay. Double side note. Double side note. He's obviously not Negan. Right. He's Jeffrey Morgan. But they got into this sort of philosophical conversation of like, who's the bigger villain? Rick versus Negan, that sort of thing. Mm. And, you know, from their mindset, they were very much like, you know, well, Negan's the big, bigger villain. And so he kind of, you know, was sort of like defending himself. And he kind of said exactly what I've been saying, where he's like, look, Rick went into my, he went into my satellite station, killed like, what, 50 of my men in their sleep. But it it was kind of funny how he kind of reverted to his character <laughs> right yeah of course yeah uh, you know to start okay. can you can you lower the sound of your voice now jeffrey dean morgan oh yeah i don't, I don't know what happened yeah no, <laughs> I I point out. what did i say yeah. <laughs> but it was funny you know he was saying that and they were like yeah but you know negan also has you know wives that he forces to sleep with and burns people's faces he's like okay you know i'll give you that <laughs> man he's looking good <laughs> Who, well, what happened? I like I like his beard. This is why a lot of people feel that there very well will be a time jump because he's grown out this beard because that is what happens in the comic. It's like, you know, we jump in the future and, you know, you see Negan in, in the jail cell and, you know, he has a beard, you know, he's been in jail, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, filming is going to be, it's less than a week. It starts, actually. Jesus Christ. In Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So they're, they're, they're already getting on that horse. But that's the thing. I mean, they stopped filming, I think, back oh, in. Oh, yeah. They stopped filming in November. December, right. November, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably even December. Let's say probably some posts and stuff like that. But yeah, they mm-hmm. for all these months they've been just trying to keep it under wraps. That's the, I know that's the that's so crazy, isn't it? Right? Yeah, it's flying the, flying uh, Lenny James like in the in the middle of the night and then oh hustling God. him into a hotel room for a month. I know. Until they, they started filming. Be, oh my God, they have to be so careful with that sort of thing because of people like the spoiling dead. I'm telling yeah. you, these guys are like everywhere. Did they, did they spoil Morgan, by the way, too? Or Morgan crossing no, over? No, no. But, but you know what? It's like, I don't check their site regularly. So I never, I wasn't really looking for that. So they might have, who knows? Possible. Mm. Or I, I think they might have beaten them to the punch, to be honest with you, you know, because they made a big deal of announcing who the crossover character was going to be. So it's... I think that they kind of try to get ahead of something like that potentially happening. So they just kind of figured like, you know, we're just going to, we're going to announce it ourselves. <laughs> you can only hide Lenny James for so long too. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. I know. Jeez. Living in secrecy like that. And only having a week off too, by the way, and then just going straight into filming. Yeah. That's tough. Oof. Uh, I actually, I actually wrote down Rick's letter to Carl. How did you feel about that? First of all, do you think Rick's it was a little hokey? 
You know what? It happens so fast. <laughs> I'm so bitter and cynical. No. <laughs> <laughs> This, story, this, this show has broken me, emotionally uh, speaking. I know, emotionally speaking. It's like I've seen quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the, you know what I will say gets to me? <laughs> when it comes to kills and murders and, and all the crazy shit that happens on this show, I do not have a problem with all the crazy zombie killings and turning people into ground beef and, you know, with the scavengers and all of that. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, gross, but I like, you know, whatever. It's just the people, people, right? It's people suffering. I yeah. have a very, very hard time with that. So what happened to Glenn and Abraham, that stayed with me for a very long time. And like I said, like the, the strongest parts of, to me that resonated for me in this episode were Negan's reaction at the tree and Maggie's reaction. Mm, because yeah. it was just such a emotionally charged reaction. And that gets to me. Yeah, and everybody so, being quiet in that moment too just made yeah, it so much more. It, it just made it so much more impactful. I'm glad you mentioned that about people's reactions because when Maggie like flips out, you know, you see like Daryl just look down and shake his head. You know that he's not in agreement with what's going on. You know, he's mm. obviously not saying anything. He's not doing anything, but he's not. He doesn't agree with it. Either, right, right, you know? right. It's Ugh. funny that you mentioned Glenn's death too and, mm-hmm. uh, and Abraham's because Negan does yes, bring up that how he, I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd been holding back because mm-hmm. I didn't want to kill a kid in front of his dad, but I had mm-hmm. originally picked you and then mm-hmm. I just had to choose two people instead of you to show you that I was really, I meant mm-hmm. the business. Yeah. But it should have been you because if it wasn't for you, Carl would still be alive. And that just like it just got me yeah. a little too. It's like holy yeah. crap. Yeah, that was that was definitely deep. Basically, all the moments at the tree, <laughs> those were to me the strongest moment. Negan's dialogue, Maggie's dialogue, that was all very very strong to me. It was the um, giving tree. <laughs> giving tree gave us a lot of. Give us a lot resolution, I guess, in a way. Like somewhat close. Tell me how you really feel. I, I don't know how I felt about the ending. I, I, I was okay with it, you know, in terms of Rick's letter and all of that. I don't know how I really expected them to end it, to be honest with you. Like, I, I'm not sure. I guess if I were to say how I would have wanted it to end. Wait, we all expected there to be at least some sort of time jump. You know what I would have expected or what I would have liked in my ideal world? Rick reads the letter. You have his voiceover. As that's happening, maybe we see Rick in the future and he's, again, the old man Rick, but he opens his eyes and then we cut. Oh, we don't, and we don't know. We don't. That's what, see. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of shit I'm talking it's about. It's like fade to white and then fades back to Rick in the in the bed again. Yeah. Right. Rick in the bed again. Opens his eyes and that's it. And we Weird Al comes on. Do, do, do. Yeah. There we go. Weird do, Al do, comes do, on. Do, 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 do. <laughs> God, God, that was random. You know that's probably Kirkman's like favorite. <laughs> you know it's like why? Even Weird Al was like I don't know why they. <laughs> oh really? That's yeah, so funny. Yeah, like when it first aired and everybody's like, oh, that's Weird Al. And Weird Al was like, I'm super flattered, but I have no idea why. I just don't get it. <laughs> God, Weird Al. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah, well, another one rides the bus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, that's I, what, I, I see what you're saying. That's a pretty good storyboarding there from Carol. That <laughs> AMC, I'm here. <laughs> hey, I'll jump just, ship. I'm just saying, if you need some sort of, you know, insight, any thoughts, like, you know how I talk about like teaser, that yeah. would have been sufficient for me. Yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah. enough to a just kind of say a taste of like, you know what? We are going to do a time jump and you'll see. You what just won't see anything like. else. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's like, but we will do a time jump, but you'll, you'll see what that, the interpretation of Carl's future is based on what Rick can do. We'll get a taste like that. We will see it. And then so, like, you could do whatever you want later. I don't care. Yeah, at that yeah point. do it. Yeah. Do 
do whatever you want, but it's like at least you kind of leave with that because my criticism was just that I just felt like it just ended so abruptly and then it was like, okay, on to fear and it was like, okay, fine, okay. Well, here, here Here's my alternate ending. If, okay, alternate if, ending. It fades to black, not white. Okay. And then all of a sudden you hear gunshots in the background. Uh-huh. And then you see Terminators, and then all of a sudden it's 15 years later, and oh Judith is, is is shooting machines. And she's John, and she's John Connor. Right, exactly. Like how I've been saying, yeah. And then exactly. Heath comes down from a helicopter and picks her up and says, <laughs> "You're you don't have all the information." Then cut. Oh, <laughs> That's it. Oh my god, <laughs> you don't have all the information. <laughs> oh my god. She's like shaking Judith. Oh. Heath is like um, 15 years older, so he's like what, like 40 maybe? Yeah, he's like maybe 40. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. He has one eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh You god. have to go back in time and stop your dad from not killing Negan. Oh my god. <laughs> this is yeah. what leads to the machines rising. Yes. Yes. Oh <laughs> god. You're welcome. Cross, crossover with what's world. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Very good. Oh, Very good. Hey, I think this is where we're going to leave it. Yeah. We're going to try. I don't mm-hmm. think this is going to happen, but we're <laughs> going to try to kick out season four, episode one of Fear, Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. But I just want to say it's been a very, very great journey. Yes. And it's been a very satisfying end to a very long and arduous two seasons. It felt, ah. like, it felt, it felt like we went through the war. Yeah. <laughs> it, we... We we're basically the buffer between you and the show, hopefully, like mm-hmm. just a little gateway into the inside and, and knowing that you, you have somebody that's suffering with you yep. and, and breaking throughout. down these episodes, you know, into little tiny pebbles. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's our job. That's what we do. Yeah. To make uh, it a little bit more manageable. <laughs> yeah. And I hope that you guys stick around for many more. Uh, I think the style of our podcast going forward with Fear the Walking Dead can be a little bit more out there. I, I, I think we're, we're working with a lot less history with a lot more right. new characters right now. Yeah. yeah. It's a different, yeah, it's a different approach. Yeah. And uh, obviously we're going to be taking it from different angles and, and mm-hmm. I don't know there's gonna be a lot, I think there's a lot more to actually be able to do because the mm-hmm. characters aren't as established so right yeah this could be really fun yeah interesting thank you for sticking around with us this uh, this entire season 8 and we wish you the best tune in for more of us yes with that we bid you a good season so long take care y'all see you soon I know now. You've given me so much. After you've given me so much. I can see. Dear Carl. I remember. I forgot who I was. You made me remember. I remember that feeling. Walking with you that day. Like I finally knew who I was for the first time in my life. thing is, we were walking side by side, but you were bringing me somewhere. 
bringing me here, bringing all of us to the new world, Carl. You showed me the new world. You made it real. I see it. I remember. Dad. <laughs>